Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the BizFluencer podcast. I'm your host, Donata White. I'm a content marketing and social media marketing expert, and I'm also the CEO of Coffee Date Media. We're a content production and social media marketing agency here in North Carolina. And today is the second in our three-episode series on fear in entrepreneurship. Last week, we talked about fear in general, what it does to our bodies, the evolutionary reasons that we have fear, because in today's world, it kind of seems like a detriment, but the way we evolved it was actually pretty useful. We talked about some ways to generally handle fear so it doesn't affect our decision-making in our businesses. And we also learned that there are very specific types of fear that entrepreneurs face. And these were identified by the Harvard Business Review, and there were seven types that the HBR identified, seven buckets. But generally speaking, if you were to look even more broadly at these seven fears that they identified, one of the biggest ones was fear of failure. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So I think the first thing that's going to help us in our discussion around fear of failure is to actually define failure and figure out what it is. Really, it's more about redefining failure or actually accurately defining failure because I think that a lot of times we act as if failure is one thing when it's actually something else. Failure is by nature an ending event. Failure is a result. It's not a person. (laughs) Failure is a result. You declare something failed when it is over and it has not been successful, right? So failure is the end point. Failure is the end result of something. So by its very definition, you cannot fail if you are still trying to do something right? Let me repeat that. You can't fail if you're still trying. And I'm not saying that just to make you feel good. It's literally in the definition. It's within the concept of failure that it's a result. If you're still trying to do something, yeah, maybe you've hit a little bit of a hiccup, but you haven't failed at something until you decide it's over. So if you make a mistake or things don't go your way, you haven't failed. You only fail when you decide to stop trying. And even then, you kind of decided to stop. So is it really failure or is it just a decision you made? Are we as entrepreneurs actually failure-proof by definition? By the end of this episode, hopefully you'll make your own decision on that. But you decide when and if you have failed. That's the bottom line. So to me, that alone was the concept that helped alleviate my fear of failure, my fear of taking risks and something not working out. Because by realizing that I was the only one who could decide if I had failed, if I was the only one who could decide, all right, I'm done, this has not been successful, and I'm tired of trying, that made a world of difference for me in terms of what risks I was willing to take and how stupid I was willing to look in front of people. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that concept alone sort of shifted my whole perception on failure and entrepreneurship. And we've got a whole rest of the episode to go, so don't think we're getting to the punchline here. But... For me, this was super helpful, and hopefully it will be for you as well. Maybe you need to journal on it, meditate on it, really incorporate it into your practices as an entrepreneur. That failure is a result, and it's not an instance, and only you can decide when that has happened. And if you're still trying, you literally cannot fail because you're not done yet. And again, that's not just some feel-good statement. That's literally the definition. So by definition... You're kind of failure-proof if you're still trying. Here's another thing. I want us to recognize what the fear actually is because I don't think we actually fear failure. I think we fear what we believe the consequences of failure will be. Do you actually fear failure? Are you afraid of failing at something? Do you fear the failure or do you fear criticism? Do you fear 
failure or shame, failure or embarrassment, failure or judgment or rejection or being unworthy or being unlovable. Think about that for a second. Do you fear the failure itself, the being unsuccessful at something, or do you fear what you think the consequences of that failure will be? If you're like most people, it's the latter. So let's go back to being in school for a second. We all have that common experience, so it's a good one to start with. If you were to fail a test and nobody found out, not even the teacher, would you be afraid of failing the test? There's no social consequences, your grade's not gonna go down, you're gonna take the test at home and you're gonna see, did I fail it or did I pass? Would you actually be afraid of taking a practice test like that? No, you wouldn't. So similarly, if nobody knew about your business, if your business was totally secret and you could try and fail things without anyone in the world knowing, would you be afraid? My guess is that the answer to those two scenarios is no, you would not be afraid to try and fail if nobody found out. And that's because you don't actually fear failure. You fear the consequences of failure. If you're taking a test, you don't actually fear failing the test. You fear what that might mean for you. It's no big deal to fail a test. The test just tells you whether you've retained the tested material or not. And that's not a huge reflection on you as a person. It's do I know this stuff right now or do I not? You could always learn it later. So if you fail a test, not a huge reflection on you as a person. What you're actually afraid of is the consequences of failing. A bad grade, what will my parents say? What will the teachers say? Will I be able to get into college? If I don't get into my first choice school, where will I go? Side note, that's a lot of pressure for a teenager. Maybe we should do something about that. <laughs> and you notice how all of those steps sort of got increasingly more severe. All of those consequences got increasingly more severe as we went on. The bad grade. Okay, well, if I get a bad grade, what will my parents say? What will my teachers say? Will I be able to get into college? If I don't get into my first choice school, where will I go? Will I end up with a good job? It snowballs from something small, the small real life consequence, which is the bad grade, to something catastrophic that you've made up entirely in your head. You're probably not afraid of a bad grade. Right? You're not afraid of the real life scenario. You're not afraid of the negative real life consequence. You're afraid of that catastrophic scenario that you've created in your head. It's the same with your business. You're not afraid of trying and failing. In fact, you love what you do. You'd do it if you weren't getting a paycheck. Why would you be afraid to try to turn that into a career? That's exciting. That's an exciting time. But you're afraid because society has a certain attitude about entrepreneurship. And that is changing, thank goodness, because people are realizing that it is a legitimate option. But historically, society has expressed that they feel some sort of way about entrepreneurship, right? They feel like it's too risky. It's stupid. Most people fail. So why try? Why can't you get a quote unquote real job? You don't fear trying to turn your passion into a career and failing. You fear people seeing you fail. You fear judgment you fear rejection, you fear the I told you so's. You also might fear the opportunity cost, right? If you put years into your business and it fails, if you step away from your nine to five career, put years into your business and it fails, how hard will it be to get back into the employment game? How far behind will you be in your first career if you try entrepreneurship and it doesn't work out for you? You're fearing the opportunity cost and that is real, right? That's one of the fears that the Harvard Business Review identified was the opportunity cost. If I make this decision, what am I missing out on? And fear of missing out is very real and it has real effects on our decisions because we see this in the social media context where fear of missing out has a negative effect on people's mental health. We see it here in the entrepreneurship game where people are afraid of the opportunity cost of their decisions so they either become paralyzed and there's all kinds of effects. We'll talk about this in a second. But 
fear of missing out rears its ugly head in a lot of scenarios, especially in business. You might also fear the lack of finances making things harder on your family. That's a legitimate real fear as well. And that is one of those real life consequences that you need to figure out before you start making decisions in your business. You need to assess the situation correctly and make a decision based on the real information. What you cannot do in any of these scenarios with any of these fears is what we did in the example scenarios, which is, okay, if I get a bad grade, then I'm never going to get a job in my whole life. Like jump from the real life consequence all the way down to the catastrophic consequence, which is very, very scary, but also very, very fake. You've made that up. (laughs) So let's assess real life consequences of our decisions and not catastrophic, amorphous, fake situations that we've created as a snowball effect from what the real life consequence might be. Because if you get into that space where you're making catastrophic assumptions about what might happen if you try and you fail. And you might try and succeed. So not only are you mentally just overweighing the possibility of failure, you're also overweighing the risk of what that failure might mean for you. So the chances of this catastrophic situation happening are so minuscule, but that is what you're thinking about. When you're fearing failure, that is all of what you're thinking about is this one little situation that's totally fake that you've made up as a snowball effect of some actual real life consequences that by the way, might also not happen. The chances of that happening are so minuscule and you are letting it dictate your decisions. And when you do that, here's what can happen. Paralysis, self-doubt and fear of rejection can keep you from trying at all. You can get so afraid of this made up scenario or so afraid of some real life consequences, you know, if they're severe enough that you just don't do anything. You don't try. It keeps you from making any business decisions that you don't know are 100% going to be a success. By the way, that's almost zero business decisions. When you're in business for yourself, there is never, almost never 100% certainty about anything. And if you are keeping, if you're playing so small because of your fear of failure, if you are only making decisions that you know 100% are going to be successful, you are stifling the growth of yourself. You're stifling the growth of your business and you are not making good business decisions because there is almost no scenario in business where you are going to be 100% sure about anything. There are so many unknowns that if that's what you're doing and assess, you know, take, take a good hard look at what you've been doing in your business. If you are allowing fear to paralyze you and only make baby step, little baby decisions that are 100% going to be right, you're not being rational. And this this is always our excuse in this scenario, right? Like I'm just trying to be realistic. I'm just trying to be rational. I'm just trying to be smart. No, you're not. You're paralyzed by fear. You're paralyzed by the fear that something might not 100% go your way. And I know this because I was that person. Guys, I'm not <laughs> I'm not just out here being some risk taker telling you to throw caution to the wind and take risky decisions. I was the person who would never make a decision unless I knew it was going to turn out right. And guess what that did? Stifled the growth of my business for years. And I was not being smart. I was being afraid. I was being paralyzed by fear of failure. That's what was happening. And if you're in that same situation, you have got to be real with yourself about what's happening. You can't just keep pretending that you're being smart or rational or realistic. You're stifling your own growth, period. 
If you're afraid of failure, that is fine. That is totally human. It happens to everybody, but we need to recognize it and correct the problem, correct the actual problem so that you can move forward. We can't just live in this space of subconscious fear of failure and then pretending that it's some sort of rational thing that you're doing. It's not. You're using your fear brain. We talked about your fear brain in the last episode. It's not rational. You're actually using a different part of your brain than the rational part of your brain. Your fear response has taken over and it's outweighing your rational decision-making. So that leads into the second effect that fear of failure might have, wrong decision-making. You're not correctly weighing the risks and rewards of your decisions if you're in a space of fear, especially if you're physically feeling fear. If you're doing that, you're likely overestimating the risks involved in what you really wanna do. You're overestimating the probability of that catastrophic scenario that you've made up in your head, right? You're overweighing the number of catastrophic scenarios that could possibly happen. Oh, if I make this business decision, that's gonna increase the likelihood of fire in my house, so I probably should not do that. You've made all these jumps and catastrophic scenarios in your head that are not actually a reasonable effect of your decisions, and you're overweighing, you're overestimating the risk of those things happening. You're also underestimating the reward, because when you're afraid of those catastrophic scenarios, you're likely to go, it's not really worth it anyway. Is it really worth it to start my business if that's what's gonna happen? Mm, probably not. You're underestimating the reward of making that decision. And you're also probably overestimating the reward of the safe option. If, for example, you are at a space where you've hit your checklist, we talked about this last time, you've hit your checklist of what it's gonna take for me to quit my nine to five and move into my business full time. The business is bringing in the amount of money you said you needed. You are spending the amount of hours you said you wanted to spend. You are working with as many clients as you said you wanted to work with before you made that transition. Okay, well, if you haven't made the decision yet and actually quit the nine to five and move to your business, at that point, it's because you're afraid of failing, period. And you're likely overestimating how awesome your nine to five job is. Oh, well, they're so nice to me. I love my coworkers. Man, that paycheck every two weeks is so nice. Never mind that every time you wake up on a Monday morning, you just want to stay in bed. Never mind that you're bored out of your mind at work when you're sitting at your desk. Never mind that your creativity is being stifled because all you do is shuffle papers all day. Okay. You're overestimating the reward of the safe option, which is you staying at your nine to five job. So when you're in a space of being afraid of failing, you are not correctly weighing the risks and rewards of all of your options. And that's because fear affects our brains physically. You're literally not using the rational part of your brain as much as you would be if you were not feeling fear. Fear of failure can also cause you to miss out on opportunities because you're too scared to take them, because you're too worried you might fail. Fear of failure can also cause a loss of creativity. And this is one you may not have thought of before, but it has to do with the physical effects of fear. And we talked about those in the last episode, but the parts of your brain that have to do with rational thought and creativity aren't working effectively when you're in a fear response. The brain is taken over by instinct to some degree. Now, the degree to which that is happening can change depending on how fearful you are in the moment. The creativity part of your brain is dialed back when you feel afraid. And that's by design. That's We evolved to do that. But creativity also involves risk. <laughs> if you don't want to take risks because you're fearing failure, your creativity is going to be stifled. Creativity is risky. 
because it's something that people don't do often. That's by definition what creativity is. And you don't want to risk if you're overestimating those risks. So your creativity, the very thing that could make your decision-making and your business successful actually shrinks and withers back a little bit when you're fearing failure. And finally, here's one that you probably have not thought of. Fear of failure can damage your relationships. And this is very serious. You may be in a state where you are truly afraid that the people close to you are going to judge you for something as simple and human and universal as failing. We have all failed, but you are thinking that everyone close to you is going to judge you if you try your business idea and it fails. They haven't done anything to indicate that that's true. Your friends and family members and people close to you have not done anything, especially if you haven't even started your business or you haven't told anybody about it. They haven't done anything to indicate that they're going to judge you for trying and failing, but you're attributing that to them without them having done anything. Now you're going to speak to them differently. Now you're going to hide information related to your business because you don't want them to find out. You're going to start acting strange. You change your dynamic with that person and that affects your relationships and it's not positively. So fear of failure can actually cause all kinds of effects in other areas of your life, including your relationships. And that's going to be really serious when the time comes that you need support in your business, because you're going to be damaging your relationships because you're so afraid of what your people close to you might think that they might judge you, that they might say, I told you so, that they might not like your ideas. You're so afraid of that judgment and that rejection that all along you're changing your dynamic with those people. And then when you need them, the dynamic is going to be different and it's not going to be pretty. So here's a few things that I think are going to help you get over your fear of failure. Aside from realizing that you literally can't fail if you're still trying, which to me was like the biggest revelation of the world. <laughs> Number one, remember that the consequences are never as bad as we're going to make them out to be. Is anyone actually going to judge you? Probably not. No one close to you who cares about you is actually going to judge you for trying and failing. In fact, they're probably going to praise you for being brave and stepping out and doing that thing. And if someone does judge you, what do you think of them anyway? You think, I don't want to be around that person. That person's mean and horrible. I don't like them. I want them out of my life anyway. So if anything, even if people do judge you, it's just going to reveal the people that you don't want in your life anyway. So it's actually a positive. And usually the consequences of failure are not permanent. They're not irreversible. If you lose some money, you can make it back. If you lose time, you can get back on track. Again, if somebody judges you for something that you do, you could just strengthen your relationship with someone who's actually a good person. None of these consequences are permanent. They're not going to be irreversible. You can always try something different and get back on track later. So these consequences that we're fearing, again, these catastrophic scenarios that we've created in our heads, the consequences in real life are never, ever going to be that bad. They're just not, and they're not going to be as probable as what we think they are. Remember that you're overestimating how probable these scenarios are going to be. You are just as likely to succeed and have a great response and a great result. So number two is that the consequences we're afraid of might not be very likely at all. Fear is an emotion. It is not rational. Fear is not a fact. Fear is not something that is telling you that what you're doing or what you're about to do or what you want to do is wrong. Fear is not a fact. When you rationally think about the scenario, when you really sit down and weigh the pros and cons of the decision that you're trying to make, when you rationally think about it, you're going to find that the consequences of failure that you are fearing are actually pretty unlikely. They're rarely ever going to happen. Failing a test doesn't usually mean you won't get into college. Not getting into college the first try usually doesn't mean you're going to be living homeless on the street. 
Okay, making a wrong business decision doesn't mean your business is doomed to failure forever. The consequences of failure that you are afraid of are not only highly unlikely, they're just not even rationally connected to the decision that you're about to make. The third thing I want you to remember is what do you fear more? The judgment or the rejection of trying and failing or staying where you are for the next 30 years? What is more scary to you? Because to me, staying where I was in a job that made me unhappy and stressed and was ruining my marriage and relationships, I was more afraid of doing that for the next 30 years than I was of trying and failing at my business. I was more afraid of living away from my family, being emotionally beaten down, having service level relationships, having no time for myself, being stressed out and unhealthy for 30 years than I was trying my business and failing and having to readjust after that. So ask yourself, what do I fear more? The consequences of this decision or staying where I am for the next 30 years? Because I guarantee you staying where you are for the next 30 years with no change and no improvement is way more scary than going out on a limb and trying and maybe failing at something. Because that's what it comes down to. Stop trying to move away from the uncomfortable situations and start to move toward your goals. Think of it as taking a step toward something you want rather than trying to stay away from fear and keep it at bay or stay away from bad consequences and keep them at bay. Just keep moving forward toward what it is you actually want and that fear of failure is gonna fade away. If you need a little bit of extra help with this, you can always try some affirmations and there are some great affirmations for fear of failure. You can find them on the internet. Find the one that works for you. Formulate them yourself. I'm not gonna give them to you because I don't think when somebody gives me affirmations, they work as well because I need to come up with the feeling and the statement that's gonna work best for me. So come up with some affirmations for yourself and say them to yourself three times a day or twice a day, morning and evening, morning, afternoon, evening, about your fear of failure specifically. Come up with affirmations that help you with your fear of failure. And here's one that I think is gonna help with that catastrophic fake scenario thing. Imagine the worst case scenario and then make it worse, like ridiculously worse, because that's essentially what you're doing when you're fearing failure, right? You're, you're taking the real life consequence and snowballing it into a ridiculous scenario that sounds just real enough for you to be afraid of it. So let's keep going. Let's push the snowball further down the hill and make it really ridiculous, right? So take that worst case scenario that you're thinking of in your head and like make it comically worse. Like just add stuff on top of it, worse and worse and worse, and then aliens come down. <laughs> Whatever it is you need to add to that scenario to make it so ridiculous that it's now unbelievable. Push it past the point where you can actually believe that it's gonna happen and go, okay, that's so ridiculous, that's never gonna happen. Of course it's never gonna happen. Guess what, that first version of that scenario is never gonna happen either. So I like to imagine the worst case scenario and then make it so ridiculous that I can't even possibly believe in it anymore. And it makes your fear seem that much further away because what you're now looking at is a scenario that has, again, no rational connection to what you're actually about to do. And you can kind of focus on the real world likely consequences of your decisions without having that fear response going on in your body. And you can actually weigh the risks and benefits of your decisions properly instead of being afraid of something that's literally never gonna happen. So those are all of the steps that have helped me overcome fear of failure. I think at this point in my business, risk-taking is 
so much less stressful than it used to be. I actually rarely think of these catastrophic consequences anymore. Of course, I'm very measured in my decision-making. I'm not out here taking risks that don't make sense, but I also don't allow my decisions to be led by catastrophic scenarios that are totally made up anymore. I used to be so afraid of judgment, so afraid of rejection. And then I realized the people in my life are so good. I have been so fortunate to be surrounded by people who actually love me that it would be ridiculous to think that if I try something that I believe is going to make me happy and it doesn't work out, that they're going to judge me and point and laugh. And the same is true for your friends and family and your loved ones as well. There is absolutely no way that they're going to judge you for trying to do something that makes you happy. In fact, what I think you'll find is that you have more support and more cheerleaders than you ever thought possible. And that's going to make your fear of failure seem a little bit smaller. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. In the next one, we're going to be talking about fear of success because yes, it is a real thing. And yes, it does stop you from making the right decisions in your business. So be sure to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to this channel and give this video a like. If you're listening to this audio, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, be sure to leave us a review if you can and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode, which is the final episode in our fear series. I will see you then. Bye. 